Welcome to Life, Death, and the Law, presented by the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hanson, hosted by attorneys Sean Garner and Adam Hanson. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Life, Death, and the Law. I'm attorney Adam Hanson, and I'm in the studio today with a special treat. We've got Jennifer Hill, who is a registered nurse at YRMC, and we've got Samira Hernandez, who is also a registered nurse at YRMC. And Jennifer, you contacted me probably a couple weeks ago um, asking to come on the show because you wanted to raise awareness for an event that's coming up actually this week on Wednesday, the 24th. And it's some sort of a stroke awareness uh, uh, group or sim- what are you doing? Tell us what you're doing. Well, this is called a stroke support group. So YRMC is allowing us to use their facility and we have started a stroke support group. And I'm here with Samira Hernandez, and she's our Tower 5 educator, and she's a big part of helping us with this, get it all set up at the hospital. But um, basically to help the individuals who've had strokes or their family members come and get support, because what do you do after the stroke? Mm -hmm. You know, you come to the hospital, you get treated for the stroke, and then you go home and there's a lot of questions. You know, people aren't sure some of the next steps. You go see your provider, you go see the neurologist, you go see the cardiologist, all the different um, specialties. Usually they are in contact with afterwards, but then they have additional questions. So we decided to create this support group so that we can answer those additional questions and let them have that additional support. So if an individual were to have a stroke... They get treated at the hospital. Do they go to Tower 5 where you are, or are they on a different floor? Oh, yeah. The Tower 5 Tower is, five. yeah. So you have a lot of experience with this already. Um, so that you fix them up. You get them back to good health as much as possible. Then they go home. This, is life different, or do you just go back to normal? Well, depending on the severity of the stroke, life can be very different. Um, and that's where we're coming in to help out with that. Mm-hmm. What would you say, just from your experience, I mean, uh, what people that go home that come back to full functioning, what would the percentage be in your mind? I know it's not scientific, but is it few and far between, or is it more likely than not that people will regain function? It actually depends on the severity of the stroke Mm -hmm. and what part of the brain is function or was... Affected, yeah. Affected by the stroke. Um, yeah. It just it just depends. Does it depend on how quick you get to the hospital? If you start to notice some sort of signs or, or something of a stroke, you get the faster you get to the hospital, the sooner you can be treated and hopefully prevent a lot of the damage to the brain, or is it it is it is it's just kinda like a crapshoot? Well, there's a couple answers to that. (laughs) So we have an acronym called Mm -hmm. BE-FAST. This is what we tell all the people, like in the community, this is awareness. This is on, you can find it on American Heart Association, American Stroke Association. Um, BE-FAST stands for, these are the signs and symptoms of a stroke. So if you're looking for a stroke, and I'm bringing this up because T, time is the last one on it. So B is for balance. You're looking at dizziness, um, loss of balance. E, eyes, we're looking at loss of vision, double vision, blurred vision. Um, F is facial droop. We're all familiar 
familiar with the facial droop. You see that, you're like, oh my gosh, they're having a stroke. Um, A is for arm. So one arm is drooping. It's usually not both. It's one, not drooping, but weakness in that arm or leg. Slouched or something on one well, side. Like you just can't move it. They, or it's really weak. Suddenly you had full functioning of that arm and now you just, it's not functioning correctly. And it's just, you can't lift it up or it's very weak. So you're looking for that. Um, S is for speech, slurge speech, um, word salad we've called it before where they're trying to think of what they're going to say and it just isn't coming so and then t is for time so when somebody's having a stroke you have only a certain amount of time where an intervention can take place and that's why we say get to the hospital as quickly as possible because if we are able to perform that intervention if you're with if you're not within that window we can't do it so what are some of the remedies? I mean, say I see a loved one going through the B fast and I'm like, oh, my gosh, these are all signs of a stroke. We need to get you to the emergency room. What can you actually do to prevent or slow the damage of, of stroke? Do you administer some sort of like no. a. We'll just get to the, I mean, obviously call 911 and get to the hospital as soon as they can so that I can initiate, initiate treatment. If they're qualified for this medication that um, the patients can have, they can start it right away and help reverse those signs and symptoms. What does that medication do it, for, for the layperson? It basically dissolves the blood mm-hmm. clot. Okay. So when we talk about a stroke, we're talking about some sort of a, a blockage in the brain, Yes. the bla- brain uh, veins. What do you call those? Arteries, veins, Arteries. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> well, and you can, there's two types. You can have a, well, there's a couple. So hemorrhagic stroke is um, a brain bleed. And so that's another thing we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the first tests we look at is it's called, we do a CT of the brain and we're looking to make sure you don't have a brain bleed. The second, we're looking for that blockage. Um, but along with that, where was I going with this? Hold on. What were you talking about before? Um, I asked, it's a blockage of a vein or an artery in your brain. Oh, yeah. And then there's a transient ischemic attack, which is temporary. So somebody could be having these symptoms, and then all of a sudden they go away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, that was temporary. It's gone. We still need you to come in. A transient ischemic attack is something that happens. All the symptoms can go away. It's a temporary blockage. But it means that you're more at risk for having a major stroke or more transient ischemic attacks. And we need to find out why you're having these um, blood clots form. It's, it could be coming from the heart. It be, could be coming from other areas of the body. So we're going to run additional tests to see why, you're having, why your body is forming these blood clots. Does a brain bleed happen because there was some sort of blockage and the blood just has nowhere else to go and it bursts, it blows out that vein or how does that happen? Um, Or the walls of the the veins are just kind of thin and deteriorated and so it's weak? There's several. So yeah, yeah, an aneurysm um, could be just hypertension, high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people aren't even aware they have hypertension until um, an event happens. It's called one of the silent deadly killers. You know, but it is a look that will look like B fast. Not every time. No, no, no. They may just have like a headache, like an excruciating headache, 
you know, start with double vision, and that's when you're like, hey, okay, we need to call 911. You know, something is going on in the brain. Mm-hmm. You got to get it fixed. Yes. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So years ago, let's see, what is this, 2024? Man, when was this? I want to say 2010, around there. My grandmother woke up one morning, was getting in the shower, and, and collapsed. Mm-hmm. And so they rushed her to the hospital because she was exhibiting these signs. Mm-hmm. And so one, I think it was her left side, maybe. She was left-handed, mm-hmm. but it, it, droopy face, all that kind of stuff. And she never recovered. I mean, they got her back a little bit, but it was declined at, ever since then. And it, she actually ended up being in a nursing home for the next 10 years just because mm-hmm. once they treated her at the hospital, she had to go home. Mm-hmm. But my grandfather couldn't care for her physically anymore because he's, he's up there in age. And so the care that she needed was at a nursing home. And um, so for 10 years, she was in that nursing home. And eventually just lost all of her memory. She went back to like a child, you know, Mm -hmm. and it all started with this type of a stroke event. So this happens every day and you girls are seeing this all the time at YRMC. And uh, so what, what is this group designed to do? If you have a loved one, those that are listening, if you have a loved one that's experiencing or has experienced something like this, Mm -hmm. a stroke event, what's the purpose of this group? Why would I want to go? Like, is it important to me or is it? So it's very important because a lot of the caregivers and family members, they are, you know, it's a lot of um, anxiety going home with a patient, the post-stroke survivor, because they have a lot of questions about medications or how am I going to help them, you know, go to bed or take a shower. All these things come into play. So this is a place for them to come and bring these questions, you know, and find the support with other post-stroke survivors and their caregivers. Like, how can they um, help each other, you know? And then, of course, we have the professionals there helping answer these questions as well. So when we we say that, like, this week we will be having, we don't have any speakers this week, but Mm -hmm. next month in February we'll be having a cardiologist come and speak to the group. Um, This week we will be just, passing out a questionnaire, getting to know you, and finding out what the needs of the stroke survivors and their families are. We want to know, what do you need? What kind of support do you need at home? Um, And then we're going to take those answers and get the necessary answers for, you know, like you need speech therapy, physical therapy. These are all the different um, specialties that will be attending these groups Mm -hmm. to help them with additional questions that they have. Um, Neurologists, psych dietitians, all those types of specialties that will help them. So if they're lacking in some information that they just need more. So in my daily practice as a lawyer, we, and you've you've experienced this, Jennifer, my goal is to help Mm -hmm. families prepare to uh, meet the inevitable, which would be probably a stroke event or some sort of Mm -hmm. incapacity event. It could be a car accident. It could be a stroke. It could be a heart attack, something that takes you out to the extent that you're at YRMC for a, a time to fix that problem. And um, you're not able to go to the bank. You're not able to go and do things. And so in my in my my daily work, we're helping people put in place legal framework that allows for other people that they trust to come in and manage things in the event that that happens. Mm-hmm. So powers of attorney become very relevant, mm-hmm. both in the healthcare world, both in the financial world. And ultimately, if something happens to them where they pass away, mm-hmm then they've got either a trust or they've got a will in place that we've put together for them to help designate who's in charge of doing all that. So would that be something where my office could come in and say, hey, you guys that are participating or you have a loved one that's experienced this type of event, Mm -hmm. they probably have to deal with things legally. 
Absolutely. You don't know how many times when those are some of the screening questions we ask everybody that comes to the hospital, like, hey, do you have a health care power of attorney? Do you have somebody that can make decisions for you in case you're unable to? And that's even if they're going to have a surgery or not even stroke related, but Mm -hmm. they're coming to the hospital for whatever. Um, And there's a lot of people. I am surprised by the amount of people, even elderly, that don't have that in place yet. And, you know, so we always, con- well, we'll ask them, would you like us to contact the chaplain to have them help you fill out that paperwork? But it's so much easier if they have all that paperwork in place um, before they come because they can tell us this is exactly who we're going to, we want you to contact if, um, you know, I'm unable to make decisions for myself. And it makes it so much easier in the process. Yes. And we get some people come in that, um, can't make that decision already. And we're looking at the family members who are there and saying, can we run this test? Can we do this? But we have no idea if there's somebody that's supposed to be making those decisions for them already or if they just don't have any. And if the person that's making those decisions is the the one that the patient wants them to make the decisions, you know. Yeah, all the, and those are, those are the things that I talk to my clients about every day. And I think until you're in that event, right. it's hard It's hard to, oh, this is never going to happen to me. It's never going to happen to me. But you ladies live that every day. Yeah. Where people right. are coming in the hospital every 10 minutes mm-hmm. because of issues that are arising, especially in this demographic in Yuma, I would argue, because of, especially here in the winter, right? When we have right. an older an older crowd come in, older and wiser crowd right. come in. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, unfortunately, these medical events happen where they have to go to YRMC and so my goal as a practitioner is to help them before that happens, have everything up and running so you ladies know who they need to contact or who's going to be in charge of making decisions if they can't. Maybe they're in a persistent coma or vegetative right. state and they, they can't make that mm-hmm. particular decision. we got to go to break. We're going to talk a little bit more about this event when we come back and really some of the things that you can do to prevent um, a stroke if possible the best that you can. And you, you ladies are going to teach us about that, right? We will. Okay, we'll be right back. Coming up, more thought-provoking conversations on life, death, and the law right after this. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Law. I'm attorney Adam Hansen, and uh, previously we were talking to Jennifer Hill, who works at the hospital as a nurse, and we've got Samira Mm -hmm. Hernandez that also works at the hospital as a nurse with Jennifer. They're both on Tower 5, so if you ever find yourself at Yuma Medical Regional Medical Center, Ask to go to the fifth floor because that's where the best nurses are. That's what I've heard, right? We do have really good nurses. Yes. We do, but there are a lot on the other floors too. I know. They're I all good. I will have to plug yeah. that. They run, they run the show if you go to the hospital. And a nurse can make or break you, you know. I've been in experience. I've experienced, uh, luckily, knock on wood, I've not me personally been admitted to the hospital, but my wife was in there for probably like a month Oh, yeah. Years years ago, she had um, uh, pneumonia, and it developed uh, and became even worse and worse, and they couldn't knock it out. And and so I I can attest to the fact that a good nurse can make or break the experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you ladies are some of the best over there at YMC. So look for these ladies as you hopefully you don't gotta go, but yeah. if you go, <laughs> you're gonna say transfer me to to level five. <laughs> The Tower Five. That's where the good ones are. And you also deal with, we were talking earlier on the last segment about um, this new group that you put together for stroke advocacy. Really, it's a group to help 
individuals in our community that have experienced a stroke or that a loved one has experienced a stroke. And now they're trying to live life with that new reality because the, the reality is if you experience a stroke, most likely your life is going to change in some way. You're going to probably need some help um, physically um, and mentally, a lot of therapy, that kind of stuff. And so your needs at home are going to change and that might require physical help from that partner or a loved one. And uh, so it's a whole whole thing. And that can be a bummer, right? Psychologically, yeah, it can really yeah. drag a person yeah. down, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Um, a lot of stroke survivors um, will experience depression. I think the literature said within, um, I think it's within the first six weeks they can. Yeah. However, I was taking care of a patient, um, and I think she was on day two and she said jennifer i'm starting to get depressed and i thought oh wow mm-hmm. um it's that's not, crazy that she recognized that like right. it's yeah it's not up to six weeks um it can happen right away for mm-hmm. some patients depending on their deficit um if suddenly they were walking and now they're not walking anymore i mean think about that emotional toll that that takes on an individual yeah. or even just being able to use that right arm or left arm or their speech is slurred now. You know, there's a lot of different things, a lot of emotions, and that am I going to recover all the way? These are some of the questions they ask us, and we don't have the answers to that because we don't know. Um, some recover and some don't. Mm-hmm. And some of it is getting into treatment right away, and some of it is just the brain, you know, how bad the stroke was and whether recovery is possible. Even on the, on the, the caregiver side, so that loved one yes. that has to now go home with the, the victim of a stroke. So I think some people are built to be nurses or they have that mentality. They naturally have this affection for other people and they want to help them. I'm not one of those people. I do. In fact, when people get sick in my household, I get frustrated with them really quickly. I'm like, get out of bed and get to work. You know, we don't have time for this. Get up. But when I'm sick... I want to be doted over. I want soup brought to me in bed. I'm not moving. Uh, Like the end of the world. That that can be a guy thing. (laughs) It probably is a guy thing. But I mean, some people are built to be nurses. Jennifer, I know your mother, and she's one of those. I mean, she Mm -hmm. is a natural nurse, and she will baby people until they are back to health. She will nurse them back to health. I'm not one of those people. And so I, I, in my own mind, I imagine the situation where maybe my wife has a stroke and I would probably be frustrated. I, I hate to say that out loud, but I think a lot of people that have to care for their loved ones, now life has changed because that, that individual can't cook dinner anymore. They can't usually even go potty by themselves. They can't wash themselves sometimes, you know, if it's very severe. And me as, a, as an individual, I'm going to be honest, I'd probably be frustrated at, at the beginning. Like, um, why me? Why do I have to deal with this? Well, since Jessica's my sister, I'd help you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know that. But most people don't have right. a wonderful nurse as a sister-in-law. And and so does this group help people like me if I were in that situation? Absolutely. Yes. That's a large part of it is mm-hmm. helping those caregivers. So they have somebody to talk to. Right. We'll have we're a breakout session where the caregivers... We'll just meet together so they can talk about, hey, what do you do? How do you help your loved one? Um, they have that space where they're, they're able to discuss, you know, um, different 
things that they do at home to be able to be helpful. And then the survivors of that stroke will have their own area where they can discuss, um, you know, how hard it is for them as that person going through it. So that we'll be able to break them out in those two sessions where they'll have that opportunity to discuss Mm -hmm. with the people that are living that experience, you know, um, and get that support that they need. Um, You were talking about, like, what can we do to prevent stroke? Um, A lot of it is just lifestyle changes. The number one cause of stroke is going to be hypertension. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's... What what is that? uh, High blood blood pressure. pressure. Okay. Yeah. So high blood pressure. And like I said, that's the one that a lot of people don't even realize they have till they go to the mm-hmm. doctor and go, oh, my blood pressure is high. Or many have it and they don't take their medications regularly no. and it's out of control. Yeah. They ignore, mm-hmm. you know, nothing can happen to me type of thing. Right. Um, diabetes, that's a big contributor mm-hmm. as well. Um, high blood cholesterol, uh, sleep apnea. A lot of people don't associate that, but that's one of them as mm-hmm. well. Uh, tobacco usage, obesity, excessive alcohol use, illegal drug use, um, AFib, which is an irregular heartbeat. Um, that you can't. That you can't. No, that is. But, it is what it is. But there's medication that you can that you take. take. Okay. Uh, so if you're getting checked out by your doctor regularly, they can find these things out. Mm-hmm. You know, getting your blood work done. Uh, seeing your physician on a regular basis, they they'll be able to catch some of these things. Mm-hmm. And what then, would that look like? Would it be like annually go see the doctor? Yeah, get, yeah. get blood work done right. just in case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in case. And you'll see some precursors to maybe some issues that you can address with diet. Is what I hear you say. Most of it's what we right. eat. Right, a lot of it. Can and be. us mm-hmm. fat Americans, we just can't help ourselves. <laughs> is that what I hear you say? Um. Yeah. Lifestyle. Well, we want you to be active too. You know. If you're, nah. if you're sedentary, um, that's not going to help as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so diet, exercise. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Some of the risk factors that you cannot control are going to be increased age. So that's why it's helpful to talk to your clients as well. Um, gender, women are at greater risk. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow, I wouldn't guess that. Yeah. Right. Um Prior strokes, um, also if you have family members who have had strokes, um, that's something that you can't control, but you are at risk to have them as well. You can be. It's not a guarantee, not but yeah. Happen, but you can. Mm-hmm. So that's why the doctor wants to know when you come in. Family history. Family yes. history, Very yeah. important. To I always hide that. I'm like, it's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so don't do that? Don't hide your family no. history? Yeah. No, it'll help the doctor. Any issues mm-hmm. with with uh, stroke? No, <laughs> never heard of it. Heart issues? Mm-mm. None. Yeah, I've got all those issues. <laughs> I I will probably die of a heart attack. I've already resorted to that, or a gunshot. I don't know, one or the other. Mm-hmm. My wife kills me, or my heart goes out. <laughs> I've already resorted to that fact. Um, what? How would you? How would you uh, let people know that are listening? about this event coming up on Wednesday. That's why we had you in is because it's coming up it's in, coming in up. two days. Yeah, in two days. Yeah, come on out. Um, we feel like you'll get a lot of helpful information. And if we don't have the um, speaker that you'd like to hear from, we'll get them. Yeah. So come on out. Let us know what your needs are in the community. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to um, help you with those needs. So this is relatively new. Did I cut you off, Samira? I was just going to mention that this will take place at the hospital, at the administration building, and at the Yuma conference room. So 
and it'll be at 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. on uh, January 24th, yes. 6 p.m. at January 24th. That's an, it looks like it's an hour-long event. You're calling this the YRMC Stroke Support Group. This is right. the inaugural. This is the first the one. First one. Very, so very exciting. Excited. I know. And, uh, but this isn't a one-time thing. It's going to be a monthly, a monthly. meeting yes. for about an hour where you come in and um, talk. You'll have yes. people educate, and I'm, I'm sure it's a forum where people can talk about yes. issues mm-hmm. that they're experiencing and get it off their chest and right. find some sort of counseling help there. And I talked with a gal at that meeting I attended in Utah, and she said that she'd been a part of a stroke support group for 11 years. This is somebody who um, is just helped running one, but she said that the community involvement as far as um, it feels like family, these people that have been involved in these support support groups for years um, and they learn from each other uh, one thing she said is like somebody didn't have use of um, a hand so they brought in some homemade devices that they had developed themselves wow. in order to compensate for that loss and so that's part of it like share what you're doing at home to help your loved one um, people can be quite creative when they lose some part of their body functioning and anyway that's part of so it. wednesday the 24th, the 24th at yeah. six o'clock from six to seven it's about an hour long the ymc stroke support group inaugural meeting we're calling it and samita you said mm-hmm. it's we're going to be meeting in the administration building so yes. if i'm going to the hospital you've got if i'm correct me if mm-hmm. i'm wrong the administration building is to yes. the south side by the parking garage correct so by the the uh, baby delivery Correct, right area. next to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna, you're gonna uh, probably you're gonna turn in off of uh, 24th. Yes. yes so right. take 24th, heading south, heading south yeah. towards uh, 32nd, and you're gonna turn in by the big parking structure. Correct. Keep going. There's a building there. Yes. It's an outer building, mm-hmm. not connected to the hospital. They call that the admin building. And what what room was it in? In the Yuma conference room. And we will have greeters and outside the doors so that they're you know can help them go. Yeah, into corralled. The mm-hmm. Any signs do you know of? Uh, no signs. Or, no but, signs? No okay. signs, but greeters will be there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You'll get it done. I know. Yeah. This is the inaugural <laughs> one. So yes. you're going to work out the kinks, mm-hmm. and then you're going to fix it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Um, we've got to go to a break. We'll be right back after this with Jennifer and Samita, and we'll talk a little bit more about this upcoming event and some other things that you can do um, to prevent, hopefully, yes. having to experience one of these medical events. And we'll be right back after this. Have a question or want to join the conversation? Our phone lines are open. Call 344-5258. That's 344-KBLU. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Law. I'm attorney Adam Hansen, and we've been talking with Jennifer Hill, who's a hospital uh, nurse at YRMC. We've got Samira Hernandez, who is also a nurse over at the hospital. Both these ladies work on Tower 5, and they've been gracious enough to come in today and educate us as to some of the effects of a stroke and you might hear this and tune out, but I don't want you to tune out. Depending, and Regardless of how old you are, it can happen at any time in your life. I've had clients come in with family members that are in their 30s that have experienced a stroke or a heart attack, mm-hmm. and it has either killed them or seriously made them incapacitated. And now we have to deal with the legal issues that, that follow. And uh, so you're not out of the woods just because you're in your 30s, 20s, or mm-hmm. 40s. You know, this is something that can happen at any time. It's just kind of like a silent thing. And we talked a little bit last segment about, Jennifer, you brought up some of the ways that we can avoid or do our best to try and avoid a stroke-causing event. 
And a lot of that comes down to mm-hmm. your your life choices, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So diet, diet and exercise, getting up every day and trying to do a little bit to move, get your get your blood flowing, yeah. keep those arteries nice and primed, and then go to McDonald's and get your breakfast. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. So yeah, you're you're gonna do things that um, help help your circulation of blood and and not develop clots in your arteries and in your veins. Look at me. I'm a doctor already. You guys, you girls, you, you turn, I, now I know everything. Yeah. No, but we're talking about primarily why we had you on today is because we're two days before this first meeting that you're calling the YMC Stroke Support Group. And this is the first time it's happened. You're putting it together because you saw a need, I guess. And Cody, you had some questions. Yeah, I mean, that, that was basically it. At, at what point did you see you know, a, a need for this? Because obviously you're dealing with stroke victims and, and their families. But at what point do you go, all right, we have to get everybody together and just kind of grow this a little bit bigger? Um, well, there was a... Go ahead, Zamir. Were you... Like you had mentioned, Jennifer, there is an needs assessment in the community, and this was one of the things that they had um, wanting, you know, for the community to have a stroke support group. And secondly, we attended a, a conference back in 2022, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the topics was a, a stroke support group. So we thought, you know, we don't have one in Yuma. There's a lot of patients that were discharging home that they may need all they a lot of help questions. So we presented this to the hospital and leadership approved it for us, you know, to go ahead and start this. And we're excited because I know that a lot of people are going to benefit from this. Was the leadership, uh, were they enthusiastic about it or are they just like, yeah, go away, just go do it. Just they leave were, us alone. You, they were really there's actually a lot of channels we had to go mm-hmm. through in order to get this approved. And it was on every level. Unanimous. Yes. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah, we have the support of all the hospital, which is fantastic. That, that is awesome because yeah, yeah. it would be harder, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're fighting against administration or something. So it's really mm-hmm. good to hear that the hospital's backing you ladies. and Oh, they were all for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I know you, so Jennifer, you did a, uh, what was it, three months ago, four months ago, something like that. You had mentioned you were going up to Utah to a conference to present about strokes and you were kind of nervous about it. This is the first time you're going to be in front of people doing a presentation and things like that. But my understanding is you knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So how did that come to be and why did you do that? Um, well, this was part of, we were presenting to um, the DNV basically our idea about. What's the DNV? Um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact. DMV or DN? DNV. Department of National. No, no. <laughs> I forget the, the I nurses. Forget it, but yeah. It, it's our, it's basically one of the. the regulatory the body. Regulatory body. Yeah. Is the, it national? Yes. Yes. National. They help um, certify the hospital. Mm-hmm. With get accredited. Cer- yeah, get accredited. So. Um, oh, DMV okay. Healthcare Stroke Care cert- uh, Certification Program. Right. Yes. Right. Um, so we were presenting this. Um, basically to them because uh, it's it's a conference where you have a lot of presenters. So um, we went up there to present our idea of this stroke support group. And there were other presenters there who had started support groups um, that presented as well. Um, it was under one of the categories. I can't remember the name of the category. But anyway, um, we presented it. They gave us additional ideas there of things that we could add to the support group and um, incorporate into it. And here we are now. Mm-hmm. And so you're starting this new event on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, the support group here in Yuma. I'm excited. I think yeah. it's going to be 
great. And so if you didn't hear it before, it's at six o'clock, six mm-hmm. to seven. It's an hour long. It's hour. nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, at the hospital, at the admin building, which is to the south side of the hospital, it's detached by the big parking structure. So you're going to want to try and get to the hospital using 24th Street, most likely, and then turn right or left, depending on where you're coming, 32nd or 24th. But it's the admin building back there. And then it's in the Yuma Conference Center, our conference room. Mm -hmm. And Samita, you said that there's going to be greeters and stuff to help you get to where you need to go. So those that are listening that have experienced this or or, are seeking something like this, please go. And because without you, these ladies won't know what to present effectively in the future. Do I hear you correctly? You're listening to the community needs Mm -hmm. and then you're going to address those needs as they come about. Correct. Yes. Yes. And I know a little bit... um, you had talked about during the break um, kind of caregiver fatigue that can happen. Oh, yeah. What was your question, Cody? So, I mean, I, I guess really uh, you, you think, all right, the, this is support for those that have gone through a stroke. But how many, you know, of the caregivers just need a place that, you know, this is new to them. You know, they, they were a wife or a mother before or a husband or father. And now they're they're a caregiver. And this may not be their area of expertise. Like, do they have a place where they can just talk to somebody or... One of, our, resources. one of our first presenters will actually be um, one of the caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal lady who um, is actually, is she in nursing school right now or she's going to? Okay, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, but she works at the hospital and experienced this and um, she will be speaking to the group on that mm-hmm. first one about her experience with it. And um, she's been doing it for how many years? Do you remember? Are you talking about uh, our guest speaker? Uh huh. Our guest speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been a nurse for a long time. Okay. So anyway, she she's been a, a caregiver as well, um, and having her husband that has been oh, right. um, that had a stroke. But mm-hmm. anyway, she's going to give her experience with it and um, the things that she's had to. Um, I, I don't want to say deal with, but you know the change adapt. in lifestyle, the adapt. Yeah. Yeah. The challenges that come with that mm-hmm. and. Um, Raising children alongside mm-hmm. of her. Some people, it happens later in life where um, it's just right. the spouses. But, you know, she's been raising kids and um, being a caregiver and phenomenal late. So get this, you know, she'll be there to tell her experience. Mm-hmm. And then we'd like to hear from others and see how they're adapting to the new lifestyle change. And just to reiterate, this isn't a one-time event. No. This is, is just kicking off right. this monthly meeting mm-hmm. where stroke survivors and family members thereof can go in and have the support group and learn from each other. Really. I think that's really cool is the, the dynamic learning environment that is created. You mentioned this um, individual that shared with the group, how she came up with this mechanism to help her loved one, which was going to be helpful to all the rest of them um, and daily living. And I, that's to me, that's awesome. I love inventions. I love ingenuity. And I love stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a a huge plus for our community. And we need it because we've never had it before. Right. So I'm excited for you. And I think it's going to be an amazing new venture for the hospital. And um, they couldn't have picked better individuals (laughs) as nurses to do it. I I think you ladies are some of the best out there. And um, I'm so glad that you're doing it. Cody, did you have another question? <laughs> you asked. Uh, you asked all your questions. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that that was that was a lot of it. Um, cause it I mean, because I, 
Now I'm worried about having a stroke. So I'm like, you know what? My, <laughs> take care of my right arm was numb. I know. You know, like, and oh no, be oh, fast, no. be fast. Yeah. Get me to the hospital immediately. Um, I'm super nervous now. So I guess my my question, my 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 only other question I have lingering would be, um, have we? Do we do we see an increase in this like during these months or is this just a Yuma thing a need that we have here around do our numbers go up or down or our stroke numbers I I feel like they might go up during the winter time mm-hmm. just because we have the population of yeah, them. yeah the Older population community. of Yuma mm-hmm. increases but um, we have them throughout all the year mm-hmm. you know it's not like our Tower Five is the stroke unit neural stroke unit um, so. We see all the strokes that come in, and some we fly over to Phoenix, you know, depending on their needs. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there are a lot of patients that come through. So we have a lot mm-hmm. of patients that come through. Yeah. What can what can our listeners do from your experience before they go to the hospital? From my standpoint as a practitioner in the legal realm to help families, what what would you tell clients to do, or what can they do ahead of time to help in the process if one of their their loved ones becomes incapacitated or has a medical emergency and needs to go to the hospital. What would help you? In terms of? Legally being, you know, covered. Oh, I, like, are you talking, so documents, are you talking like that? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Like I was talking about earlier, if they don't have a plan in place already to say, hey, this is the person I want to make these life decisions for me. You know, we're talking, you are unable to speak for yourself. Um, We can't talk to you at all. Ask you, you know, do you, would you like a breathing tube? Would you like um, us to resuscitate you? All these different types of things. When people are coming into the hospital and they can't make these decisions for themselves, we need to know, um, what their wishes are. And if they haven't decided that ahead of time, they may get some life-saving measures that they didn't want. Or um, if a family member is like, no, they don't want that, or, mm-hmm. and they don't have, we don't know ahead of time, they might not get a life-saving measure that they may have wanted. So we want the patient to be able to have that, made that decision ahead of time. That way, it's not made on the fly. You know, it's not a last minute decision that, wait, we didn't have the discussion with mom or dad. We have no idea what they want. Do they want to be resuscitated? Do they want to fight? Do they want to keep going? I don't know. So um, it's a better if they have that decision made ahead of time because then the family comes, here's the documents. Yes, they do or do not want to be resuscitated. And I'm the one that's going to be speaking for them. It makes our job a lot easier because we know exactly who to contact to, you know, can we run this test? Yep. I'm the decision maker. I'm the healthcare power of attorney. So, yeah. So if, if you have more questions about that, mm-hmm. call my office Correct. and and we can help you put that in place. I had a question as you're talking about this event coming up on Wednesday. Do they have, do people have to RSVP to it? Can they, or just show up? Yes, they can RSVP. We have an email address. You want to tell? Yes. Email address on there is going to be, Oh, do we have it on here? Oh, there it is. YRMC Stroke Support Group at yumaregional.org. So that's a long one. Let's see. Yes. Let me let me see here. YRMC Stroke Support Group at yumaregional.org. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you email that um, address, then we'll be able to put you down, count mm-hmm. you. No phone number. No phone number right now. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just email us. Um, this is a work in progress. Yep. So we'll find out on Wednesday, you know, what, what your needs are and yeah. how to better tweak things. Mm-hmm. Maybe a phone number in the future. <laughs> we actually i think we actually I'm just went. we did we do i thought you it. had the full support of the admin but <laughs> no, no, no we do have it no actually. phone numbers we're registered in the american heart association yeah. website and we do have a phone number there i so. just don't have it memorized <laughs> so just call the hospital maybe no i don't think they'll have 911 don't call that that's bad advice do not call 911 if you have if mm-hmm. you go to the american mm-hmm. heart association it's actually on their website you'll mm-hmm. see um our email and phone number that you can actually call. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I didn't bring it with mm-hmm. me. But yes, so we are officially registered with the American Heart Association. You'll be able to mm-hmm. see the information there as well. I'm just going to plug the email one more time for the mm-hmm. for our listeners. So YRMC Stroke Support Group. That's all one word. Yes. At yumaregional.org. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Alrighty. All right. Thank you, ladies, for coming in. Thank I'm excited for you, for you. and. Um, We are blessed to have you in our community and doing this. We will talk to you next week. This is Life, Death, and the Law. Thank you. Thanks for having us. If you have questions or want to know more about something that was discussed today, please call the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hanson at 928-783-4575 or visit yumaestateplanning.com.